0: Everybody to Wrestling Ruin Wrestling's worst years, episode three, guys. I am Eddie Shepard, along with Travis Lassiter, and you guys need to do something
1: better with your introductions. <clears throat> I'm the free will burning head, turning ass kicking, a cheese mode dripping master podcast and mouthpiece of the southeast. Host of another podcast that I hope that you'll check out, but today I'm playing second banana to the great Titty Flip Travis Lassiter. And Stink Nick Eddie Shepherd. Those uh, nicknames uh, aside, good dudes, and we're going to bring you tonight something special. Something special indeed. Yeah. Brandon, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey man, I gave you a nice introduction there. You're putting
0: down Todd Pettingell, I don't like it. Oh, to, to, it's only beginning, oh, guys. We're, only beginning. We're actually getting a pretty good response so far. We've had a lot of people tell us they've checked out the podcast, and uh, you guys. I've seen a lot of the people comment on it What's some of the the, the comments you've uh, you've heard or seen about about the podcast so far oh everybody hates Travis because he's <laughs> the
1: worst <laughs> apparently someone lied and said Brandon was their favorite which is bullshit I even even I was like do they know who, which, which one I am
0: <laughs> uh, apparently the Todd Pettengill segment is getting over so that's that's well, fun well
1: it's Todd Pettengill and he's fucking awesome I remember uh, remember there's Todd Pettengill cool
0: and then there's everyone else. While we're on the subject of, of the podcast, Brandon, you, do you want to kind of speak with the partnership we have going on right now? So as
1: of uh, a couple of days ago, we have jumped on board. Actually, you know, let's let's put it in a wrestling terminology. We jumped ship to the competition, brother. And now we're running wild with the boys at Project Louder.net. So you're going to be able to uh, find all our podcasts there. Check them out. And we also have a Twitter up. You want to
0: tell them what that is? Our Twitter is at Wrestling Ruined. It's also our Facebook page as well as Wrestling Ruined. We've uh, I've, I've tried to get I've tried to get Jeff Jarrett to follow us on Twitter because I thought it'd be the most ironic thing right now. That I, that would be the greatest thing that could happen right now, aside from dangerous Dan Spivey, who uh, I am courting on Facebook at the moment <laughs> to uh, get involved. In. I, do know, in so
1: good. I do know. I
0: do know. Independent wrestler Danny Rainbows is actually following us on. On uh, Twitter. So that's he is a that's local fucking awesome legend. I, no, no.
1: Probably the greatest unsigned talent in the world right now. And that's by choice because he turned down, uh, was it like a couple years ago, he turned down a major contract from New Japan uh, to work a program. <laughs> and uh, he's been working in like uh, Mexico a lot lately. Yeah, and he lost his hair. Actually. He, he, said, he, he said, fuck CMLL. He wasn't doing that. Like, he didn't want to be on the radar, he just wanted to stay under the radar. Well, I mean, he's old school, and I give him a lot of respect because legit. Saw him wrestle in uh, Johnson City a couple of years ago and fucking blew me out of the water. And I approached him, and we've kind of been uh, friendly ever since. And uh, he's a big fan of uh, the other podcasts, and hopefully now he's
0: uh, he's jumping on board uh, the Wrestling Ruined Express. Which is cool because, you know, with my tie ins with NGW, I know I did a podcast with Rich Swan. Rich Swan really wants to face off against Danny Rainbows which with Rich being the Impact Champion right now that'd be a really cool little matchup to see you know what? what's strange about that is like Danny has gone out of his way to say no
1: to Rich and I, I'm not exactly sure why that's his cross to bear but I personally would love to see that match well well, now that they're affiliated with AEW that's a no-go because he fucking hates oh, oh no no uh, Danny Rainbows is, is super old school and as soon as he knew that they had a, their champion
0: wrestled a fucking blow-up doll he was like nah nah brah <laughs> well if you guys get the chance, make sure you follow Danny Rainbows at Danny Rainbows on Twitter. Uh, we're a big fan of yours, Danny, and uh, looking forward Hashtag to having Hashtag rainblowers. You rainblowers. We're all rainblowers in this room. All right, guys. So this is the go-home edition of Monday Night Raw as we lead into the 1995 Royal Rumble. I will say it's kind of interesting to find out that, you know, the when we were talking the last set of tapings, we said usually it's about three weeks worth of tapings. This is actually, they only did two weeks worth of tapings from the summit. So, I find that interesting because I wonder if it would cost them more to run there as it did that shitty high school. <laughs> they ran three They, well, they ran three ch- The home of the
1: yeah. NBA champion Houston Rockets, so the, of course. That makes sense. But if they had to pay anything to shoot in that goddamn um, high school gym, whoever's making those decisions should have been fucking fired. They had to put the floor mats down so you didn't slip on
0: the wax. They on the fucking, the, gym the school should have been paying them to come there. Uh, it's 1995 WWE. I will say this is an interesting fact as well. Uh, we were t- kind of talking about WCW Saturday Night. WCW Saturday Night actually had a better rating than the last week's Monday Night Raw. Which, well, I mean, it's we more th- entrenched. I mean, people have been watching WCW
1: Saturday Night, you know, going back to... 605 Superstation. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. It's not good at this point in time, but at one point... Well, the- would you rather be in a shitty gym or Universal Studios? well i mean That's a good point. At, at that point did they have uh was making money though? did they have J- the jaws ride did they did uh, they have did they have back uh, to the future I, I'm, not you know <laughs> I'm not familiar i'm not familiar what what attractions were at universal studios now uh, i'll tell you right, what now my favorite movie ghostbusters super show spectacular you go inside <laughs> the containment unit and you fight
0: ghost great stuff that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> There's a reason it's not there anymore. I bet you'd go inside of ghost. But uh, this episode, guys, is, of course, it's going to be the, the January 16th episode uh, in 1995. So what do you guys say we go to, uh, to our awesome sponsors first, and then we'll come right back and start, start this episode out? Hell yeah. I'm ready to get raw, raw. after these messages. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
2: Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN.
1: If I have to fold one more box. So I'm going to snap. Yeah. Did you see snap? Snap into a Slim Jim!
2: a little excitement? Snap into a Slim jam!
1: Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcast and mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with Casting crew of all your favorite horror films only at the rants from the black lodge podcast you can find us on social media at rants black lodge check out our homepage at juicy and we're available on all major podcasting platforms and oh yeah don't be a jabroni check out all the great content from wrestling ruined or you'll be the one doing the j-o-b
2: He can't, he can't do it! He can't do it! Believe me, there's no substitute in the universe for the World Wrestling Federation! The new WWF generation. We can't be imitated.
0: Thank you to all those great sponsors. I'm excited to potentially get even more sponsors, guys. I know I have a couple things in the works that I haven't told you guys about, so I'm working on that right now, and hopefully they uh, they kind of come through. But guys, make sure you go check out right now when you, when you pull up your WWE Network. Go to your Raw tab. Go to 1995. It is the January sixteenth episode. Uh, I look believe for, it is. Look for
1: Bret Hart with his stupid smirk and William Shatner and, absolutely. and his super nineteen ninety five jacket that the, the pirate steals later on, which I cannot wait. to it still that, steal that
0: particular jacket. He steals. A we'll jacket, get to it. Damn it! you uh, stop. Right,
1: before that, make sure. Uh, yes. so, some of these episodes have commercials. Some of them don't. Make sure you get past the commercial uh, on your timeline. It'll read zero 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 zero. And when we say hit play, hit play. play.
0: Three, two, one, play. It's uncut. (laughs) I (laughs) miss Rob Bartlett, damn it. No no one misses Rob Bartlett. This is a very corny Star uh, Trek-themed opening to Monday Night Raw, clearly hyping William William Shatner. Shatner. The Canadian hero...
1: Fuck Tag <laughs> <His laughs> and his he's uh, consorting with
0: his uh, his other uh, Canadian brethren in uh, Brett the Hitman Heart. Shawn Michaels makes a comment about them going, uh, making them go back to Canada. Actually, it's Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett makes the comment. Yes. So, guys, this beautiful raw entrance—that's uh, actually it. the open to our podcast. I've had a lot of people tell me they like I, that I as wanna, well. I want to say something. Both positive
1: and negative about this. I fucking hate this opening. I know you guys have a boner for it, you know, nostalgia reasons. But the song itself is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah good. I love it. What? But to a negative,
0: I've been hearing this in my head like <laughs> constantly, constantly. <laughs> oh, oh, green shitty green screen, screen again. Travis mentioned this. Uh, kind of going with with John Michael's and Vincent Man on this episode.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy because they do the green screen here at the friggin' beginning of the episode. And at the end, they're live in the friggin' uh, arena, which makes no sense to me. Like, could they have not done this while they were there? I have a theory behind that. But go
0: ahead. Well, I was actually getting ready to, to set you up for that because mm-hmm. I think you may be onto to something about your theory. Well, we'll speak about that later on when we get towards end where you see them again. Brandon, tell us about the Heavenly Bodies.
1: Oh, my God. Look, oh, well, we're back to oh Sean, God. Oh my Sean God, and Vince. Stable. You can only hold on their magnificence so long. We have the awesome... Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, and Doctor Tom Pritchard, who uh, has a wrestling school right down the road from us, uh, in two thousand three, I think uh, they were ranked number seventy three of the hundred greatest tag teams in uh, PWI. Well, that's a, you know, a dirt sheet and all that, but I mean, let's <coughs> let's put let's put it into perspective. With the hundred greatest tag teams, I'd rank them higher. Uh, of course, you would. A big reason being, their great, great manager, the legendary Louis- Louisville Slugger, James E. Cornette. Coming I mean, in hot right here. Look at that fucking mug. Oh, yeah. The gigolo loves Look his at dance. the gigolo with that back acne. Let's go. <laughs> Let's That's, go. He's a heel. <laughs> I love that he's missing a tooth, but he's a gigolo. Now, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, this is from a... Uh, a, a did did a, he lose that... Munching much on some muff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a muff diver. <laughs> He's a gigolo, damn it. <laughs> um, uh, at this point, there was a, a Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, talent exchange of sorts going on between the WWF and the Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And they were not the Smoky Mountain Wrestling champions at this time. The Rock and Roll Express were. But later on in the year, they're going to hold the titles and they'll actually be the final Smoky Mountain Wrestling champions of the tag mm-hmm. team division. They, uh, they had several different members. The original Incarnation had uh, Sweet Stan Lane, mm-hmm. no uh, relation, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Eaton was sort of like their third man, so they used the Freebird free rule. But now in 1995, we have uh, what I say is the basically the the beautiful Bobby Sweet Stan version of the Midnight Express from the Heavenly Bodies. This is where everything clicked, because Jimmy
0: Del Rey, goddamn... What a man! <laughs> I agree. Well, of course, well, of well, course. Well, later well. on, guys, you know, Dr. Tom will will pop up as a, a zip from the Body Donnas with Chris Candido, best tag team of '96. Oh my god, I love Chris
1: Candido, and Dr. Tom is fucking terrific. And who doesn't want to see '1996 Sonny, You know, in the uh, I mean, but, 2017 Sonny was pretty nice. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> it, watch, it's, watch, it's, watch
0: this! Watch this! Watch uh, this! Oh, I'm going to speak of this. He he dropped. He dropped uh, Dr. Tom right on Bob, Bob Holly's head. Yeah. Uh, shortly hereafter, he starts throwing some uh, some furious punches, and he I think he throws some potatoes right here. Yes, you'll, you'll see them here in a second. Oh, here we go. Oh,
1: there they go. let some, let's
0: throw some heat. Hit, hitting hard
1: right here. Um, uh, aside from what's going on in the ring, uh, this is uh, this raw took place two weeks before Super Bowl two, uh twenty nine, where the uh, San Francisco Forty Nine ers would defeat the San Diego Charger Chargers. Forty-nine to twenty-six. They became the first NFL team in history to win five championships, and uh, so that's where we are right now. I don't know where the the ratings are correlating. Uh, we're leaning, leaning up to, uh, uh, to the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl because I know football is always a, a contender for uh, ratings war during these time periods. Can I just take a second to say how much freaking Bob Holly? It's so awesome looking here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got he's got the bald spot trying to cover it up with the, the mullet.
0: The interesting thing about this is that this is actually a rematch from their Superstars Tag Tournament match where uh, One Two Three Kid and Bob Holly actually cheated to win. Um, uh, to knock over, uh, to knock them out of the tournament. Uh, to, we'll, see, we'll see. that uh, a, a little later on in the episode, but which makes me think: Did they do this episode? Like, take this match and that match, and then choose which one was better for the tag tournament? We're gonna get to that as well. That's like, what kind of kind of going with that green screen stuff as well. Yeah. No. Um, Big thing here, guys, you know, with the talent exchange we were talking about, the, the talent exchange brought the oh WWF. Oh, yeah, American pride uh, there. Uh, their, their, their talent exchange with the WWF brought Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and plenty of other stars down to Smoky Mountain. Uh, the WWF eventually saw the heavenly bodies, of course, Adam Baum, uh, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Isaac Gingham, a.k.a. Kane. Unabom. Uh, and, and Unabom, yes. <laughs> Christmas creature. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim <ported laughs> himself to WWF television. Uh, their titles were defended uh, uh, in different promotions as well. Um, the relationship uh, produced a few unlikely classics. They were talking about the fantastic uh, feud between Buddy Landell and Shawn Michaels, which I believe Buddy Landell had some matches on WWF because of those. He fights Ahmed Johnson uh, at, the a, end of the, at the end of this year. Good lord, I can't <laughs> wait for that. The big, big the, the big thing about the Smoky Mountain uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, actually interesting thing. You were saying you know they were the last tag champions. The company actually folded in December I, of ninety five. Sorry,
1: I love that spot he just did where you never see that anymore where like they try to do the double clothesline, he jumps in the middle and pulls them together. Yeah. It's that's awesome. that's, uh, that's that's some nineteen eighty six shit. I love that, that spot. Sorry. Sorry I had to interrupt that. I know that's not for the shitty part of it, but you know that was <laughs> well, no, pretty good. Th- nice. th- this
0: this is this is one of the two highlights of the show for yes. me. Yes, uh, this we kind of mentioned on this that this match is or this show is actually a little bit more streamlined, um, to where you can actually watch it. Uh, the finish is coming. This is actually a really great finish. I enjoy it a lot. And this
1: is before. Uh, Look at that.
0: This is. Bef- this is. I love this. Perfect. Plex. Perfect Plex. Look, Look at that.
1: Uh, this is. Uh, this is back before the business got so bad that Ted White wanted to
0: kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! 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 <laughs> I mean, for a tag match, guys. I know we kind of talked over it, and you know, just different things with the the Heavenly Bodies, because you're not we're not really gonna get to really spotlight them a whole lot in Smoky Mountain. Um, this was actually a pretty good opener. I'm, I'm shocked that we actually got a, a pretty solid match to open Raw. Uh, there's a part where Jimmy Del Rey
1: hits the super kick, and Shawn Michaels calls it "Little Chin Music." I popped hard for that. <laughs> <I did> too. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, here's stupid Bret Hart smirk. Well the, the the thing that's great about this interaction right here, it's actually probably like really frustrating for Brett, who you can tell is easily knocked off of like his game when he's speaking. But every time he starts to say something, Shatner steps on his words. He does. Well, and remember how we put over Shatner's promo in like it was episode two? His promo is not nearly as good here. Like it's he's, like he got his, his check already. Goal, yeah. He's fulfilling yeah. fulfilled his like, commitments. He's yeah, I mean he's red faced, probably had a couple of brewski's at the time. Uh,
0: I think I think he's he's doing well for what he's put into though. I think you can tell like you said, Brett's kinda of thrown off a little bit. You like just look at his face, you can just tell he, he's kind of pissed but he's getting he's getting the rub as well though I mean because I mean no one else is winning I'm giving Shatter. myself the rub right now this is great
1: is this great... is horrible <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, war like, sucks.
0: Like, yeah I don't know I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna agree with you there but it's funny that like what between us like what uh, constitutes
0: bad but,
1: <laughs> I like how he calls the, the roadie road kill and he like points his finger out to accentuate it twice
0: the, thing, the big thing that, oh my uh, god yes boner worthy so, debut before we move on to the debut of Mantar uh, they keep driving home that Bret Hart has ring rust because he's not wrestled in so long. And uh, we'll get more to that when we get to the Bret Hart match. But well, M- Mantar, guys. Oh. And here's
1: a, here's one thing I'm going to point out. His debut photo, the debut of Mantar, looks nothing like the dude walking out right now. Um, This is his Raw debut, mm-hmm. uh, which begs the, re, uh, the question, where the fuck is his head? <laughs> Shawn Michaels even brings that up on commentary. I... If you're if you're, if you're gonna do this fucking stupid gimmick, give
0: me the head. Is at least then we have something to joke about during this match. No. Thankfully, it's over quick. So the big thing about this match too, if, if you guys actually turn your volume up on this, uh, this Please entrance don't. music is moose. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking cow mooing. Like it's not even a minotaur like roaring. It's fucking moo. And so uh, some of my notes I have right, right, right here while like, he's taking them on why ass tassels? Why <laughs> ass tassels? Uh, he's like a
1: sumo slash Minotaur? I don't I don't
0: know. Yeah, but like, the the other the other issue
1: here is that this has got to be a fucking rib on Jimmy Cornette. Oh yes. Th- because there is no
0: way he was like,
1: I wanna manage Mantar <laughs>
0: His offense is impeccable. I also have in my notes terrible offense. So <laughs> let me do a, a job of the Week spotlight, guys, on on, uh, on Jason Arndt. Um, he may look familiar to you guys. He actually started with the Hardy's Omega Federation that they had in North Carolina. But you may know him from the later 90s as Joey Abs of the fucking Mean Street Posse. Are you fucking serious? Yes. No. Wow. I would have never... Put that together. If you look, you can see him, even though this is a... He very, very young here. He's, he's, uh, look he's, at him looking for the ropes every time he hits it. Did
1: Joey Abs actually have abs? Because
0: he doesn't hurt. Well, they wore sweaters, so I <laughs> 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 God. I will say... How the, did they think this was going to get up? The picture that they showed before when they showed his debut without the face paint and just the shaved head, it actually didn't look so terrible. However... I have in my notes, and I want to ask you guys this. Is this the worst character ever in the WWF? It's it's uh, a, a fucking contender, it, it's if not number
1: one, because like, Friar Ferguson's pretty fucking bad. Bastion, Bastion Booger. Booger's is pretty I would prefer bad. Bastion
0: Booger more than Mantar. He just moves. He just moves. He's a vicious Half man, half mantar. I mean, minotaur. You see him run over
1: Joey Abs. Damn it, he is fucking Boom. great. Like Joey Abs, his arms are under the rope, so he has to pull it back. God damn it! Oh, oh, I. You know who? Who else was under the rope? Fucking Mantar's leg is under the rope. Therefore, this. Uh, okay, the, This fucking Jim Cornette looking like a fucking Christmas tree. This this entire <laughs> sham of a win should go under question to the
0: WWF board his, of directors. His thighs
1: rub together. Look at that when he walks away. It's ninety
0: five. Is Jack Tunney still there in ninety five? like that poor kid <laughs> one kid uh, poor,
1: poor kid look how his outfit is like a velour oh my Aww. god Here, here's where we're gonna get we go things into t- Jesus me titty fucking v- Christ <laughs> oh oh it's fuck Todd fuck you Patengel. Todd Pattengill and, 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 and I I'm not sure that I've made this clear or not look at his members on I, jacket but I fucking hate Todd Pattengill look at Patengel. that tie I know. Dang I know. It's only been a week, but it looks like he's gotten fatter. <laughs> Maybe it's just that his baby blue button-up shirt is like scrunching his jowls up. I'm not exactly sure, but he's dressed like a middle-aged lesbian from Portland <laughs> this week, and that leopard print tie is something a male stripper would wear on his meaty clackers. <laughs> Fuck you,
0: Todd Pettingill. As you guys may know, the Rumble Report is also known as Brandon hates Pettengill, and you just heard. Another rant I still, from Brandon. I still think he is jealous of Todd Pentengale's earring and his awesome choice of fashion. The uh, Jeff Jarrett has a funny little comment he calls... Uh he calls Todd Pettengill Eddie Munster and I laughed because I see it. it My other green screen makes
1: his hair blurry like they're trying to censor it out because it's so hot.
0: hot. Right behind that left ear, it's just like, oh my God, it's so hot, we've got to blur this out. Todd also (laughs) makes a a mention that the Royal Rumble coming up is from the originators, not the uh, intimidators. Imitators. 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 Imitators,
1: excuse me. Yeah, Imitators.
0: talking about WCW. The intimidator was Dale Earnhardt.
1: <laughs> he hit a wall on a one. They all, oh, fuck. No, but that
0: actually, it actually ties in. What else? It actually ties in because when the Million Dollar Corporation is out there, Jerry Lawler makes a comment about Bob Holly hitting a wall. So there we go. <sighs> oh, man, that was prophetic.
1: Oh, God. It was supposed to be Bob Holly. <laughs>
0: Why, God?
1: <laughs> he never was that good of a race car driver. Come on, guys. Come on. Bob Holly or Dale Earnhardt? Oh, no, Bob Holly. Oh. Dale Earnhardt was a fucking intimidator,
0: man. Do you think people get the concept of the Royal Rumble or do, like, every year they, they go through it? And, well, they have um, new fans.
1: I, that's, that's a perfect point, and I feel like as much as we give uh, people like Todd Pettengill or the announce team shit for sort of rehashing this stuff constantly, it's because you never know when this is the first time someone's going to be watching wrestling. I mean, Todd Pettengill goes through it every week on the Rumble Report. I mean, like... Do you we really did. think that there were people consistently watching Raw by the ratings? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, it, it, I, at this point, it was let's let's see what's going on. Oh, Mantar changed channel. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like one of my favorite things as a kid, or watching back some of these old Rumbles, is Howard Finkel giving the directions for the Rumble. Or well, the that's because Howard Finkel was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and you just see the Undertaker versus <clears throat> IRS. Does that not give you a chug? There we go. This is the first time
0: since we started the show that we have seen The Undertaker on Raw. Yeah, yep. and he's not even, he's not even wrestling, he's just cutting a promo. However, Paul Bear, of course, is like the, uh, the animal, or the hawk of the group, where he gives all the stuff, and then he's like, he's like, tell him, he, he, yeah, he, yeah, he kicks it over. Um,
1: Yeah, Undertaker was not a terrific promo at this time, but I got to say the juxtaposition between him and the the beach aesthetic behind him is just absolutely lovely. I will really, really uh, uh, sends you uh, into a uh, sunny state of mind. I will tell you, in my heart of hearts, I love Purple Undertaker. I do not. I mean, for some reason, it's just that was that's the Undertaker I loved from when I was a kid. Yeah, because you're stupid. (laughs) You're stupid.
0: (laughs) I will say the the promo was great, guys. You uh, like uh, under faker, you piece of shit. shit. I, the, that, how dare you? <laughs> exactly. I, I think I thought it was a good promo. I mean, considering we haven't seen Taker on Raw yet in '95, I will say something that, that did kind of irk me. Todd Pettingill mentioned that uh, Taker versus IRS is going to be an awesome matchup, and he's clearly <laughs> lying.
1: Yeah, because he's full of shit. And
0: this this right here ties back
1: into Bam Bam and Tatanka coming out during that first <clears throat> match to scout their competition for the. Uh, <laughs> Scoffed, scoffed. <laughs> and then they, they scoffed walk away and then guess oh. what spoiler alert the kid and Holly win
0: oh, oh my god you just ruined our next episode
1: oh, it's, fine. It's, fine. it's fine it's fine so that makes me think that that, so was, that match was taped and that was part of the angle of them come out to scout their competition can we just go ahead and spoil the rumble in general so we don't have to watch it no, no. we can't we've got That's to watch part the of this. 40 minute
0: diesel Bret Hart match with countless interferences I'm I'm gonna try to see how many times I can jerk off in that fucking time period because it's gonna be a fucking long, man. I'm lying, I will. Hey watch. by the way, B- Blue Chew, we need some uh <laughs> some sponsor money. Let's uh, hook That's that what up. I have in the works, Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting older looking at Todd Pettengill's tie doesn't give you a boner on what will that's what dick dancers wear over their boners. <laughs> Fuck. Over or on. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that Rolex. Tell me he I'm I'm know. sorry, but the a picture of Jeff Jarrett smiling this from cowboy hat. That is that is gold. That is from the first episode of <laughs> Raw from '95. Like they they literally took that screen grab from that. Look at those glasses, man. He's still in the New Year spirit, man. Got that tinsel going on. I I literally have that rode down. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bejeweled I, I necklace. Didn't, I didn't mention it before, but Cornette was also wearing a, a very festive uh, green. Travis did. He uh, seemed uh, like a Christmas tree. Uh, yeah. Fuck. They took them glasses off to you know to get his point across here, guys. I kind of like the way that they're doing this. Like they're they're walking with him and talking, and I like that you kind of go through the backstage. This is sort of the early. Yeah, they didn't show a lot of this. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of stuff was just would cut, and maybe they'd be in the locker room or, or something, or on a
0: you know some kind of horrible green screen. We kind of mentioned this last episode. How how could you not say Jeff Jeff Jarrett's been kind of the workhorse of '95 on Raw so far. Yeah, I mean,
1: we're three three episodes in, but he's been on the raw, every Raw consistently, he had some kind of storyline involved with it, whether it's him singing or him, uh, you know, interrupt him interrupting the razor match. Or I, it this. just, it goes, to, and not to give <laughs> Travis credit for anything, but I think he did make a very valid point, and I can't remember which episode it was, episode one or episode two, where he said that Jeff Jarrett was sort of his own worst enemy during this time, and they were putting the fucking rocket to him. And Oh, yeah. Uh, he's getting a lot of I mean, exposure. He's mismashing the hat and the boots and the friggin' t- attire, but you know, whatever. It's 95. Everybody has their own fashion taste, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he couldn't see what were you the guys, guys wearing in 1995. Yeah, I was wearing I like, I was like seven, man. <laughs> I was wearing like
0: whatever my mom put me in. So, like a yellow pair of pants with a Mickey Mouse matching shirt. I, I just want to say that the, the, the roadie is setting up to do a promo here for Jeff, and then all of a sudden they take the, the mic right away from him. Here comes the hitman. On oh, my notes, I have Bret Hart is super over, and it's hard to argue. Bret Hart between, I mean, well, I mean, shit, 92 to 97. I mean, he he's he's over, well, man. And
1: when, you're, when the other people in the company are mantar, of course <laughs> Bret Hart's going to
0: come across like
1: a fucking you know major celebrity. He was and that's not I mean, taking anything away from him. He was super over until he probably wrestled Austin at Survivor Series 96. And then that's when he started getting the booze. Because I, but, I think I think it was because Austin was so, but that over. Le- but that led to them both being elevated. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. God. But like his, his his popularity, he was the most popular guy. Well, not only that, time.
0: but we, we probably will never get to it because '97 is actually a great year. God I love uh, with, with God
1: forbid we watch something <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> but with not his heel work in '97 is fucking awesome. It, it, it is. Oh, gr- it oh, is we, can watch, uh, we can watch. We watch uh, Ahmed Johnson in '97.
1: <laughs> let's to- let's table that. <laughs> <laughs> you, we may have a loophole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's William Shatner. Oh yeah, he throw that jacket. Is
0: he wearing the yeah. same clothes?
1: Exactly. Yes. yes. He he did not. No, throw he it literally is from
0: Canada. That's what he constantly just wears. He has more than one leather jacket, and, and it's it's, oh, it's actually a different outfit. People
1: clothes. from Canada wear denim. Okay, they don't wear leather. He's, he's got cool. on like denim slacks. So, so this like, kid, this freaking Dockers.
0: This kid right here, I've seen this this like little get up right here. It's been in um countless in countless videos. little like
1: highlight videos and. Um, and we're giving Bret Hart's jacket a little bit of shit, and, and, but that fucking kid, what a fucking bomber-ass jacket was, for 1995. Dude, I would have loved to get some Bret Hart glasses in ninety five ninety six. I to.
0: ordered a pair. I never got a pair just directly from Bret, but I had a pair ordered from uh, old school. had to do it from the magazine. Yeah, WWF Magazine, pull out the order form and send it in. Now, had this, this match right here,
1: I'm going to go ahead and just say... Uh, this is gonna be Brandon's favorite match of the episode. It, it, it is hands down. It is uh, the best match we've probably watched besides the Owen Razor match arguably, so far. Arguably, yeah. Um Even it, though both both have shitty endings, pretty much.
0: This match. It, this one's not as bad. It's weird because you know, going going forward from this, like they, they talked about it in the promo where they kept mentioning if you had ring rust, ring rust, ring rust. That's they, they keep driving that home. Um, almost as if it's like a, a crutch, if you know, for him uh, eventually not beating Diesel at the Rumble. But they just keep mentioning Ring Rust, and even in Diesel's promo, he mentioned Ring Rust. It's just everyone's mentioning Ring Rust. It's because um, he hasn't wrestled since what Survivor Series '94 when he lost to Backlund. So That's the last match, the televised match
1: at least, right? Is is this pre? Or post him going to do lonesome Dove it's and, pre pre because yeah, he did that 90- after six because after May, May after he, okay that's after he loses to Sean because I knew there sure. was a point where he left and was doing that stuff so uh, legitimately why has he been out? I guess because he lost the belt and he was so upset that uh, his brother cost him the title, he had to console his mommy
0: and daddy. Truthfully, with Brett running <laughs> okay. so hard, he's been running so hard. For so, <laughs> he's been running so hard for so long. I mean, he. Probably, I was asking for an actual <laughs> answer. Oh, no, I, and, I was you giving you the storyline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he sat in front of a fireplace on the last episode of
0: '94. He did, and I'm gave really us so heart that heartfelt promo. He I, was telling us how he felt. I think he probably just he probably just gave him some time off. He'd been running really hard, 94. He'd been cheating on Julie too much. He had to go, <laughs> had to go home and fix that situation. <laughs> have you seen her?
1: <laughs> yeah, in Wrestling with Shadows. She's oh. a goddess. I don't to hear about it. I'm telling Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her. She'll probably never hear this, but okay. <laughs> I like how William Shatner's overselling like hell. Like, oh my god, no.
0: Now, I have something to mention here is um, Brandon is such a, you know, big Cornet fan, and he mentions, you know, in countless shoot interviews about Kevin Nash having uh, six movies if you count the hair flip. Um, <laughs> would you say, we kind of mentioned it with, with Razor Ramon as well, that... You know, it's it's kind of, you know, you're saying that, but a lot of wrestlers kind of have their greatest hits that they go through, and it's probably about five or six majority moves that they go through. Here's the thing. You have your, you got
1: your house show match, you got your TV match, and you got your pay-per-view match, and all three of those are the same for Kevin Nash. Because, <laughs> <laughs> interesting, like, I know this is probably what you're leaning into, but Bret Hart literally hits the same sequence of moves in every match he's had, as a single star from probably ninety to when and, he retired, and you're right, um, and there is there there is the sense of like you know hitting the greatest hits or playing your greatest hits back, but it's it's the way and like the this. way they're incorporated. Look at that! Oh yeah. yes, that was this nice. this happens a couple of times throughout the match. This type of like back and forth. There's there's uh, one where Jarrett pulls the arm drag and he rolls through it and grabs him with the yeah, arm right, 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 there. Right, there, yep. right there. I love that.
0: And that's just fluidity and, and, of motion and they're they're both on the same page. And, and that mentions the whole going the whole back you know, talking about Jarrett getting the rub. He's in there with Brett fucking Hart and Brett they're having a competitive it's his match. Work. It's not and a it's squash Brett's match. first
1: match back from is with, Ring Rust.
0: Is with Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> with Jarrett. So that tells you they've got a
1: lot of confidence now, in Jarrett. If you if you pay attention to the story that they're telling, especially the match that they have at the Rumble, they being Brett and Diesel. Yeah. <clears throat> Diesel is positioned almost in the heel position, so he's working a little more snug and rough with Jarrett here. Not necessarily to make him a heel, but to put him in that position that way they're basically they're trying this is all to make Diesel look good. You couldn't tell by his stubble that he's grown up and so he been God. gone
0: that's, that's another good point though that you're bringing up Brandon because you're, you're exactly right because they keep saying that the, they keep hammering home that this is a more aggressive Bret Hart like they just keep saying he's more aggressive he's working harder I like and your Vince work, by the way still hard, hard. 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 that's a straight rattle and roll Whoa, right there oh I love
1: that no one does a swing and neck breaker anymore
0: not really no Right here, they do a moon spot, which is oh, it's up. pulling tights. Pulling tights. Oh, for the kids in the front row. It's an interesting fact. I, when I think mooning, I always think of Sean or I think of Flair, because that's the only two people can always think and of. Their he did it with around. Austin
1: a few times too, where all, he'd pull down Austin's trunks, and Austin always had that damn tan lines. So I'd be like, oh
0: yeah. yeah. I find it there weird was, that you I'm immediately sorry. remember his tan line. I know. It's not hard. That's some deep seated stuff. Yeah, right and, in case
1: in case you wanted to know uh, if uh, St- Stone Cold Steve Austin's asshole was the same color as uh, the other parts of his body, uh, evidently not, according to uh, Travis Klassen. Yeah. and Deborah Moore. That's fine. Oh. Uh, that's a that's a slippery <laughs> slope we <when> will <laughs> go down.
0: Yeah, he he. The crowd is just so hot for Brown. I mean, to be fair, they've had such shitty matches to be fair. To be fair, that it he's immediately overing a go Brett go and and Shatner is just. Feeding it into them too, well, like the crowd's here, eating it up. Let me ask you this though:
1: judging by the crowd reaction around the ring, is that piped in? Because I don't see anybody in the front row yelling "go back go, go." No,
0: I really, I legit think that is that's 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 the crowd. However, I've never, I didn't notice it the first go around of watching this, but there is a lot of empty seats there. Well, you know this is 1995. You got know that one guy out there in his stupid little black vest I see him up like, there, messing with
1: ta-ta,
0: his... ta-ta, <laughs> Golf clapping. Like, well, what the I mean, hell? would you rather have him golf clap or play with his fucking phone and not pay attention to the product? He didn't oh, have that true. 95. <laughs> exactly. He had his pager out. And like, oh,
1: yeah. If you also pay attention, this is before the proliferation of crowd signs were mm-hmm. like, you know, like yeah. super overblown. So at least everybody can see the action. There's the Russian It's really crazy, like the crowd signs take off in like ninety six. Then they die out around two thousand two. There was, like, a good six years there. If I sat behind somebody with a sign, I would probably punch them in the face. What's the best crowd sign you've ever seen at a wrestling show? Oh, God. There's a lot that you can't say on this podcast from 97, My favorite one really isn't a sign, but someone made a giant pair of scissors, and then, like, the sign next to it was, like... Something about Sid. Oh God, <laughs> and, and maybe, or maybe <laughs> like, they even said Sid on the scissors. I can't remember exactly, but I remember marking out hard for that. There were some really cool ones, like they used to do the one with the rock, where the guy would raise the eyebrow on the sign. Yeah, like cool. I mean, that was. I mean, there were some creative ones, creative ones, but. Like if you watch Raw from '98 and there's like signs behind them, like I'm surprised they don't blur them out because you you can't read. Yeah, that there there are there. some
0: there are some politically incorrect stuff uh, that are so, on those. Some signs. things that are
1: considered considered hate speech. In yes, <laughs> yes,
0: and <laughs> it was just <laughs> casually was just, thrown on, on. It was
1: just ver- it was just it vernacular back in the day. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, a lot of those things oh, were said on the show. Hard going for the sharpshooter here. Uh, Ooh, oh, under right the eye spot. Uh, who is this referee? That is. Uh, is that Jag Dome? Looks like Jack Doan. I believe
0: it's Jack Doan. Jack his his pants are a little too small because you can see the pockets. Jack Doan is tight. most notorious for uh, later on in this year with SummerSlam 95 when Shawn Michaels is they're putting the the title Intercontinental title belt on the um, hook to oh, raise it up. He, move. He, he puts it on wrong, and Shawn gets pissy. He throws a, <laughs> tan, a tantrum in the ring. They bring it back down. Shawn fixes the belt, and he just goes up, and then they – get it up, and then you can tell Jack Dunn's like, fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, going back to like things that Brett does in almost every match. This is not
1: an every match spot, but uh, him doing something creative with the ropes as yes. like he just did right there and kind of crashing into it. He used the ropes a lot, like whether it was the... Uh, the crash down on your knee spot or whatever like you, you pinned it on there and then jump off and hit it
0: yeah and when I say greatest hits like I mean I don't mean that every single match was the same as Bret's oh, oh, you can tell he has different matches forward. with different people which he made that a point in, in you know King of the Ring 93 when he took oh, on Perfect oh, oh, Razor all three matches were yeah. completely different
1: oh take nothing apart away from
0: Bret cheating
1: great wrestler but there you go William Shatner's cheating for him like no one's gonna call that what the hell Jack it's, no li- just, it's illegal in Canada <laughs>
0: You would know. Yeah, you Canadian <laughs> <am> not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> His real
1: name's Brendan. Don't let him fool you. Damn it! I am it, all American. He loves I, maple syrup and to, uh, I got Orton. the red, white, and blue running through my veins. <laughs> That's a lie. Okay? <laughs> it's red and white. Were it's you a, born
0: and raised in the U.S.? America? I
1: was! That's <laughs> a lie. Check it, check I it. I got
0: the heart of my country on my sleeve. Here we go, guys. It's a maple flag. Look at this. They're having a great match. The finish is very lackluster. Roll three, roll through, roll, through, roll. One, two... Three, he smacks him but on the ass. I'm going to disagree with you that the, the
1: ending is lackluster. you know why? Because in old school catch-as-catch-can wrestling, that's
0: what made a match exciting, was not knowing when the when, finish, when the gonna finish is going to come. 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 Oh, my God, here comes oh. Shatner with the forearm. Uh, I have in my notes after me and Travis watched this the first time, Shatner with a forearm that would make Lex Luger jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and Shatner didn't even have a metal plate
1: in his arm. Oh, oh telegraphed. <laughs> The the roadie just flopping around while kill. he falls. It's awesome. Uh, he's about to be. Oh my killed. god! He lost his flashlight. I, I, I do. He lost like, his flashlight. He's got his hand. Oh, oh, oh. I will say. It.
0: I will say. Look at him. He's selling. He's selling the shit out of this for him though. And Shatner's having to be told what to do next. He goes you know, over to Brett. You know, he goes over to Brett, you know. and Brett's gonna be like, "What the fuck, are y'all doing? Throw his ass out." <laughs> And you as know, far this, as I'm concerned, this
1: spot we're about to see, this uh, should have been the qualifier for Shatner being in the Rumble. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. And he's out! If this was, both feet if this the was ground! WCW, Shatner's going to WrestleMania! Uh, if this was WCW, this would have been the main event of Road Wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just you know what, though, I just said, Bret Hart and Shatner. I would have been hyped for that more than Jay Leno. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't wait to cover that one, on Brandon. Great match. He said it's great match. Great it's, match. Coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I want. I wanted to point out. Um, by far, you know, this is this was a good match by just by any standards. But for 1995, this was a great match.
1: out on a for, whole, a, for a free TV. WWE. Absolutely, yeah. top
0: yes. top notch.
1: That had been WWF now, they had to rip that hat off his head. And hit I'll, t-
0: it. I'll tell you what's not top notch this fucking commercial. This is interesting to me because Savage still had to deal with Slim Jim, but I don't know how that worked with Diesel being in, in the ads as well. I
1: wonder if it was like through WWF too, though, and like they had to let their contract run out. I, that, I, I would imagine that uh, that was probably the case, but he wasn't the only one. Didn't they do something with Bam Bam? Mm-hmm. Yes. As well? Oh, um, well, here's the. That's here's actually it. coming up in, um, I think, the. The raw after the rumble because that's one of the the thumbnails is Bam Bam doing the promo which is weird because he's a heel. Yeah. Uh, here we have uh, I don't know what was the Barbarian being called Sione Sione, Sione. um come over and uh, suck his dick I believe it's uh, Alpha uh, that he's sitting uh, and Alpha's no so making that reference yeah, I did I did, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Young Tommy Young so that,
0: that was a crappy roll yeah, I, up I actually demo. was gonna say I didn't put this in my notes but that roll up was actually worse than Owen Hart and Steve Austin oh, from God. SummerSlam and Steve Austin had a broken neck here's the finish of that match but so, they're wearing the exact uh, same attire it is the exact same attire so this is what we were talking of why I think this was all changed due to uh, they had to give them a reason that they could beat them and not without being a team look at Dr.
1: Tom making him look good that yeah, he's, he's fucking fantastic uh, yeah, that that was a better finish though than the raw match. You get, got Cornet involved. No, I had I, them I, overcome. A, I a still, move. I still
0: prefer that that finish they had in the tag match with the, with the fisherman suplex. It was great. Oh, oh no, yes, guys! I've, I've been looking forward to this segment, and oh, my, my notes God. are extensive. This <laughs> I have, I have so many questions. <laughs> this is the most underrated
1: faction in WWE Shut history. Shut your whore mouth! Right up there with the Truth Commission.
0: <clears throat> what do you got for us, Brandon?
1: <laughs> um. For one, I, and this is just a quick question, when Tataka joined this shit group, despite what Travis will tell you, Me, Dr. <laughs> do you think it would have been better for him
0: to change his, his gear? Gimmick? Yeah. I mean, I he went from tights. blue to black, guys.
1: He if, he, if, he, if, he,
0: if, he, if he could have wore black tights and, and had something with a dollar sign on, it, I would have, I would have <laughs> bought it even more.
1: Oh, you're talking like when they put the freaking cent sign on the back of Nikolai Volkov, The ass? one cent, ten cent man? <laughs> where's <laughs> <I'm> he at? <laughs> He, he was gone after 94. Oh, like well, he went See,
0: that, you can't say this is the greatest faction without Nikolai Volkov. Well, it's he funny that and you and said it the greatest faction. In my notes I have, is this the saddest faction in WWE history? It is history? like
1: the most, I mean, I was joking and obviously saying this is like the most underrated group, but it's like a mishmash of people. Like, literally, it's... There's the, no consistency. There's the, no consistency. Like, he bought Tatanka. I they get, have two fat bald dudes! <laughs> I get IRS and I get Million Man because team? they were tag champs. But, like, where does Bam Bam come in? Where the, where the, did they buy a walking condominium? Is that why they, uh, come, they put have King Kong
0: bunnies in there? Who the fuck are these two hooded gentlemen standing in the background? They're
1: the druids he bought off the Undertaker. I believe one
0: of the druids is actually Brian Lee. We actually ah. looked into that. I don't know who the second one is. Yeah. Um, but they, apparently he paid off the Undertaker's druids, apparently, as, as part of this
1: whole thing. Like, the Undertaker feuds with him for a solid year to, like, 90s, Survivor Series 95. Brandon, what do you think of Ted DiBiase's suit? Um, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, I If you're going to... It's the goofiest year of all time. Why is it too much for Ted DiBiase to be wearing his million-dollar man outfit? Now, I know at points he had this man... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, Travis, I'm 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 leaning into the bullshit here. Come on.
0: I do like his hair though. Oh fucking fantastic. Man, point hair. Literally, pur- look at it. Pur- it pur- like, it's quaffed just right. Seriously. Perfect, perfect, look at perfectly. that. Perfectly.
1: But I know at points he had like a a million dollar man styled jacket mm-hmm. that was uh a little closer, but no. Throw him in like the actual fucking attire if you're gonna do this shit. I want classic million dollar man. And I'm just going to say this here, too. Like This group could have been bigger than it was. Oh, they, yeah. they were literally made out to be a jobber faction. Like They jobbed to the Undertaker well, the Speaking of year. jobber
0: factions, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, <here laughs> it's we go. 95. Which 95, you know what's going on on the other side. So my question to you guys is who had the stable that was worse? Would you say the Million Dollar Corporation or the Dungeon of Doom was a worse stable? Now, before we get to that, I want to break down the, the people that are in each oh, faction. So do. the Dungeon of Doom... You have King Curtis, Kevin Sullivan, Kamala, Lex Luger, the Yeti, Jimmy Hart, the Shark, Vader, Zodiac, Ming, the Giant, Hugh Morris, the Barbarian, Conan, Max Muscle... (laughs) Big Bubba, Braun the Leprechaun, <laughs> One Man Gang, Loch Ness, Ultimate Solution, and Z Gangsta. I was about to say, if you don't mention Z Gangsta, I swear. Now, the Million Dollar Corporation, of course, had Ted DiBiase, uh, the Druids. <laughs> 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 Get that. Out there. Two jobbers, it's fine. The yeah. Underfaker, Nikolai Volkov, uh, IRS, Bam Bam Bigelow, Tatanka, King Kong Bundy, The Ringmaster, Ka, Sid, the 123 Kid, and Santa Claus. Santa Claus
1: gets it for me right off the bat because you want to ruin Christmas, and he tried to buy Christmas. And well. oh. I mean, honestly, the Dungeon of Doom was more terrible. They had to have all those people in there to feed to Hogan. The Dungeon of Doom, on paper, is is less bad because they have some legitimate stars in their ranking, but in practice, they are so much worse. Do you mean to tell me? King Kong Bundy in ninety five is not a goddamn star.
0: Yes. Well oh well God. they keep driving may have been in WrestleMania too. They can, keep driving it. home the fact that Team King Kong Bundy is the odds on favorite to win this Royal Rumble. He, he's not. He's, not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's fucking not. Oh man. I think I think the gigolo lasts longer in the rumble than fucking King Kong Bundy. Well he's a gigolo, happy. he's gotta last longer. Satisfy them ladies. Biggest thing,
1: where's Virgil in all this? They could have brought Virgil so, in. I believe that he was on the independence working as uh, Freight Train Jones. Is that what he was going by at that time?
0: I'll be honest with you, I don't think anyone cared. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> know. that meat
1: sauce, baby. At, at, at some point, at some point, uh, there was an interaction between him and uh, another uh, member of the WWF roster of years gone by. The Anvil, where he was dressed in a Take Yeah, Yeah, I've um, seen that, that footage. Is, pretty, pretty, a, pretty bad. Not by the well. way, if you want to call this hotline, it's one one 737 wwf It's blocked out on the screen. For um, WWF. 4 WWF. Oh, 4 WF. 5 am so sorry. <laughs> damn right. so, you definitely. You so gotta get that right. You, please, if you if you dial this number, get the number right because it'll make a big difference in the porn line you can reach.
0: Did you guys ever call this? Fuck
1: no. no my parents uh, would have beat my I mean, ass. My, parents have, my parents would have beat the shit out of me. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, Jesus. God, I'm having a seizure. Uh, this, um.
0: Is this the main event? This is the main event. Uh, you will. Why? Know, <laughs> you will notice, guys, that, uh, Vincent Mann and Shawn Michaels are back at ringside now. So the whole show, they have not been at ringside at all. Well, fuck, if you're going to see any match ringside,
1: this is obviously the one that you want to see. Which
0: makes me wonder if, because they do the after, after stuff, they mm-hmm. do an afterwards interview on on, uh, on ringside. That's why they're out there. So that makes sense to me. Um, I will say, all things considering the 95, Mabel is over. The crowd is, is actually, is actually this, into him. This
1: Kevin Dunn camera crap, though, is terrible. Dude, it's going to get so much worse. Uh, I think there's a part where they go to commercial and they come back from it, or ends the commercial, and it's just like It is like seizure seizure inducing. Whoop! There it is. That's my king of the ring right there, son. <laughs> right?
0: Spoiler alert. <laughs> God, I love '95. Brandon, we were talking some of the moves that, that Mabel does in this. Oh Jesus! Uh, fuck! God. I know people,
1: people shit Oof. all over. Um. Bucky Beaver, Kevin Dunn, and his his stale production. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he, what we see on Raw these days is so much better than this shit. God, um, yeah, there, there's points of this well, if you want to call it a match. It's a fucking squash. Where where Mabel actually does a couple of impressive things considering his size, <laughs> the guy just runs into him,
0: hits the ground. Who who is this nameless job? This is it? Lee Toblin. I actually didn't find a whole lot of information about him. I
1: do have. Why did Jerry Lawler let him wear the one strap out there? It's gimmick infringement. Oh man, you you you're, you're right. Damn right, I'm right. That's why he was never seen again. He's he's somewhere in a fucking <laughs> See,
0: Memphis ditch. This <laughs> is the this. <laughs> You no, know, only one person wears the one strap. It's this, me. This is this is just something I don't understand. Is you know you had that great match with Bret Hart. Had a decisive finish. You had you had uh, it was see, super there over. They are back at ringside yeah. now. This they were super over. Why would you make this your main event match? I just don't understand that. And they could have had the a nice
1: go home with them throwing Shatner. You know, throwing Rodeo over the top. <laughs> and everything. because ninety five. My question, and this is just more encompassing of, and we'll see how it progresses from here on. But like the first three Raws have all had a singular issue, if you want to isolate the big problem, is that these main events suck. Yeah. Um. And there's things on the cards. Each show has had something on the card that would have been much better in that position. So why is this the way it is? I, I almost want to say that they're using the uh, Saturday Night Main Event trope on this, or the mindset of, like, let's put up first what people want to see, and and hope that that's enough to carry them through the rest of the show, which to
0: me seems very ass backwards because
1: you won't want them to stay through. To well, see I feel the like you should give bend. them
0: a solid. It, it's just like any other wrestling show. You give them a solid opener. You give them a, a kind of a letdown towards your your middle, and then you give them a big a big finish. So who, d- who doesn't want to pull
1: for a guy with mom on his tights? I swear.
0: <laughs> hey, he just hit an
1: insiguri though. It actually looked really great from a big guy. True. Oh my god, he's being stopped by uh, it is, it Freddie is. Joe Floyd's illegitimate son.
0: <laughs> you really hey, Tracy Smothers out of this? How <laughs> dare you! Hey, Ellie, I want to say that too. RIP Tracy Smothers, his, he is his, greatly what missed. What is this black and red
1: on the front, though? The red doesn't even go all the way around. What the hell is up with this jobber's tights?
0: This jobber can go down and say he mainly did it wrong. Oh my god, that's true. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Now, what? The best like an It's
1: an STO kind of. Would this be your occupational hazard of the week—a rapper. Is he supposed to be a rapper, but he never raps ever in his it's not, life? It's not really no, a job. He, mm-hmm. No, he's, he's whoa. To not not meaning to offend rappers <laughs> oh. out there. No, you sound like rappers, <laughs> Shut your poor mouth. To all you rapsters out there, I hope that you look uh, at the kids. God, you properly the man, uh, properly remember the great uh, Oscar, uh, greatest rapper in <laughs> WWE history. Oscar to like rap at my next birthday. You could probably get him for like $3 huh? and a I saw Sir Mo one time uh, at a, a National Guard Armory show in Morristown, Tennessee. He was he uh, was very nice.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god. Uh, there's what I'm talking about, oh, Jesus. God, somebody give me a F- I thought kid. I am not exaggerating when I saw this, I thought something was wrong with my Roku <laughs> when I was streaming it. Uh, here's the HB kid, guys. There's so much meat in there. They can't even fit everybody on the fucking screen. HB
0: kid. He was actually saying Heartbreak Kid this episode. No. I was shocked. Oh, this Sunday. Oh, fuck you, Mo.
1: <laughs> or is that <laughs> It's Mabel. Oscar. That's Mabel. Oscar, that's, that's, that's that's Oscar I mean, in the background. Mo, Oscar, Moe, Oscar. Is it, Sir Mo. Where is, uh, is Mo at this point? I don't know. He's probably in the back eating catering. <laughs> I mean, he's not needed out there, so why are you going to oh, go out Here there? we go. Oh, Your all time favorite yeah. to win the Royal Rumble, guys. I just knocked the fucking You're, you're, man set, over. you're setting up that face off for the Rumble between Bundy and
0: Mabel. It is interesting though the the character change they did give him when he did become king of the ring. I'll give them that.
1: I'm, I'm just gonna tell you one other thing the the fact that King Kong Bundy has eyebrows it totally changes him from the '86 Bundy. Like okay. he doesn't even feel like the same. person. I agree. It humanizes him, and I think that that hurts especially when he's doing oh, shouty promos. Yeah. Friggin' DiBiase should be able to stop a 450 pound monster just by pulling on his tights. It's, he's he's more powerful than he looks, Trowe's. You're more than you Tampa, Florida.
0: I love this corny, cheesy thing right here. Look <laughs> at Diesel's muscles. When I lived in Florida, I actually used to go all the time to Busch Gardens in, in Tampa. And you used to actually go drive past the sundown all the time, which is very annoying. I would love
1: to go to Bush Gardens between the legs of the beautiful Pamela be? Anderson. And why
0: would you even put Adam Baum in this commercial? He's not
1: even in a prominent role come he, Rumble time. Thanks. Because he was available. <laughs> look at Lex Luger, son. Look they look needed the someone cheap. They didn't want to pay someone good to oh. be... Whoa! Whoa! Do you think that they ran a train on her? <laughs> no. No, I'm pretty sure it did If like anything,
0: that. there are more chances of them...
1: Listen, if they, can get a, if they can get away with licking children on television, I'm pretty sure that they could fuck Pamela Anderson and no one would say anything. She probably... I'm, fuck, I'm going into a deep end there. Yeah, Canceled! Yeah, we're done. We're they, done stole, they stole her. Yeah, freaking atom bomb, man! And now he had such it. potential, and now they're uh, bushwhacker banging her. <laughs> <A> freaking <laughs> such potential with
0: that red Kool Aid tongue coming out. Look at mm-hmm. Sean! Look at Sean checking his physique. Look at these fans! Like they would not allow this shit today. Like look he at look at comes how... down, Vince McMahon. Would be he looks get, get away from me Oh, oh yeah, cowboy! Which is, is kind of weird. The injury. I'm wondering if the Smoking Guns were supposed to win the tournament, which I'm assuming that was the. They, the, they probably the idea. actually were. And. Because, you know, they have the match, of course, spoiler alert, with the 1-2-3 kid and Bob Holly, which I can't wait to watch, guys, um, in a few episodes.
1: Yeah, uh, we, we were kind of trying to figure out, like, why some of these decisions were made in the green screen at points and then them being, and definitely do, you, take that do you think that, like, that this was to cover up... You know um, some of those issues. Could Maybe be. they they announced they had announced things
0: that weren't going to happen. Well, because and... the first Raw of '95, we we brought up the point that you know they were still promoting the smoking guns in that match. Look how the... and they Ken were pr-
1: Vince's faces and his hands. Yeah.
0: Well, they were also they were also still promoting Bob Holly and One Two Three Kid in the Rumble and of course they pulled them from that and put them oh, in that match. Yeah, this is the greatest way to right all right. I here. think this is the first time from what Diesel I can remember run,
1: that we hear his new his new music. Diesel because when he came out for the King's Court uh that the end at, of ninety four in ninety four he's still doing the meh
0: <laughs> meh <laughs> <laughs> like every thirteen seconds. Which it's weird, man you that's Canyon by the way. That was Chris Canyon. Um that he didn't yeah. that he, he didn't have a match in ninety five on Raw yet. Not at all. Nope. Uh, Not at all. I hey I, there's I a move you
1: don't see every day, The Bear Hug from Kevin Nash. I don't want to say wow. anything <laughs> nice about <laughs> Diesel. I could say some nice things about Kevin Nash like going on, but I will say this. This package does what it was intended to do. Made him look like a beast. It makes him look like a top guy. And I don't necessarily think your your champion has to be on every show. At In least fact, a promo. No. but Well, he did cut that did, shitty well, yeah. promo during the Rumble Report. I mean, more like a live off a promo. Card. And he he hawks some uh, Slim Jims. Need <laughs> <The> a little <laughs> excitement. It makes your champion feel more special when they're not there all the time. But he needs some kind of presence. So uh, this fills that void, I believe. There is Jack Knife and Brett. I mean, so, Overall, what do you guys think uh, as far as like the quality? Um, are we on an upward twin? Uh, you know, uh, an upward trajectory, God, or is this yeah. going to be a uh, a one off, uh, halfway decent raw? God, yes, we're on an upward tw- trend. How can you not be after that shitty tuxedo match last week?
0: Yeah, there's there's not many places to go. There you go. That's that's it. <laughs> there's not many places to go after. You know, you can't go lower than that tuxedo match, no matter with Mantar on this show, which is crazy. Like I've already forgot Mantar was on the show. That,
1: no, the the problem the problem with Mantar being on the show, though, is, is that like, Mantar was on the show. Well, Mantar was on the show, but like, they weren't consistent with the gimmick. His picture on the screen for the debut was nothing like his guy when he came out. No freaking mask. Do you think he looks like Jazzy Gabbard? <laughs> no. Yeah. Jazzy Gabbard looks more like Ye She wishes. <laughs> I actually think she's pretty hot so I don't know what you're saying you getting at. You just want to be dominated. She's got that f- fucking you makeup want, on her eyes. You just want to be dominated 24-7. By Bullacano <laughs> and her Megadeth <laughs> t-shirt? God damn goddamn right <laughs> I do. God, she single-handedly killed the women's division in 95. No. But are cocaine well, use. Well, fuck! <laughs> if they had more than two women, maybe three women. Well, I mean, Bertha couldn't. Faye was there. That's what he missed by three.
0: Oh, my <laughs> Sweet Bertha Faye!
1: God, Harvey Wilkman's
0: best gimmick so, ever. So, so final thoughts, guys? Would you say so far this is the best episode overall we watched from okay. top to bottom? Overall, yes. Yes,
1: and that's not really saying a whole lot. And, I mean, and
0: I mean, you got Bret Hart on there,
1: which was the, that was the whole point of the show: is to bring Bret Hart back, getting ready for the Rumble.
0: Which you, you pose an interesting fact, because this is the first match that Brett wrestled on. Uh, this Raw actually drew the highest of, 90, of 95 so far. It drew a 2.8. So I think there was something to that with them promoting Brett being on the show. And that just goes to show you that Brett was still over, which I still don't understand why you don't put the faith in that man. Well, I say just like, don't understand that.
1: Do you remember one promo or like one picture from last the last week though that said, Brett Hart returns to action next week? Well, yeah. Like, there was no... I mean, they said... I don't remember anything from last week. They say it, but, like, they literally put up a card of the Debut of Mantar next week, but they don't put Bret Hart returns well, to action.
0: Well, they did the King's Court, yeah, but, and they and they had Shatner on, that's where that kind of
1: came but from. It's, I mean, you you hype the debut of Mantar with a freaking screen grab,
0: but you do not <laughs> be like you don't end your episode with returning next week, Bret the man Hart. I, I will say, just just from us talking and everything, this episode flew by a lot faster than the other ones. We're um, also not drunk, that's true, um, true. This may have been more
1: enjoyable, had we been, but we all have uh, uh, important uh, adulting to do afterwards, so uh, we'll be back to drinking for the rumble because there's no fucking way I can get through that. I can't get through Diesel versus Bret Hart without some drinks. Forty minutes
0: of diesel hair flips. I can't do it. <laughs> but before we before we talk about what happened on the other side of things on WCW Saturday Night, I would do want to state that I've actually we watched this episode a few times and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Shawn Michaels was not racist this week, so there was not so uh, he does not make a an insensitive
1: for, remark well, about cows moving and this like there, there
0: mantar's was, mating call.
1: There were no. Well, I mean, I guess maybe he could have said something while Tatanka was out there briefly, but there really there wasn't a Hakushi match. Or, you know, or say, I mean, he could have said something racially incentive about, insensitive about Mabel, and we just didn't catch it. No, I, I listened, because uh, well, I waited for I'm, it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, he probably knew better, well, my thing was Nelson Wright was a legit badass. That was his name, right? Nelson Frazier. Yeah. Nelson
0: Frazier. Yeah. I'm, thinking Char- I'm thinking of Charles, I'm thinking of Charles Wright. Wright. That's the godfather. Right. Uh, so guys, two days, as well. two days before this episode of Raw aired, we had WCW Saturday night, on January fourteenth, nineteen ninety
1: five. Get your lotion. Out. The ratings
0: were. It was not two. It was not two point four. So Raw did beat this in the ratings for this week. Um, here's your matches that you got. You got Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus George South, which is George Goddamn South um, around the, here. Best the the best enhancement
1: guy of all time. And you, if you, you if can you see me right now, I'm doing a jerk off motion. If it's you fine. if you disagree with me, you are wrong. The best <laughs> nope. the very, best enhancement talent nope. ever. Very horrible. It's
0: Fuck Barry Horowitz. I could argue that. I think Barry's a good, oh, a good what guy. What about Reno Riggins? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby. Uh, took on Dave Sullivan. Which well, Evad Sullivan. Poor, 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 Bobby. Evad. Then you had Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater defeat Mike Corey and Gary Jackson. I, I love Michael Golden. I used to see
1: him wrestle all the time when I was a kid. Um... Bunkhouse Buck was a shit gimmick. That motherfucker was a fucking legit guy, as was Dick Slater. Just as Sting when he kicked the shit out of him for uh, giving Dark Journey a ride home one time. How the <laughs> fuck does Bunkhouse Buck still have a job in 95 in WCW? Because, because it's WCW 95. Buc- 95. Is, is Dusty there? Yeah, sure. Has He's right. getting ready to get fired, though. Fine. Sting.
0: <laughs> Sting. Sting defeated Mark Kyle. That might be Mark Kyle's biggest claim to fame. Dustin Rhodes pinned Carl Fergie.
1: God, this is worse than Raw.
0: Kevin Sullivan and Avalanche defeated Bob Morgan and Al Phillips. What the fuck? And we got a title change. Harlem Heat actually won the straps from Marcus Alexander Bagwell and the
1: Patriots. That is is a goddamn shame. Because Buff is the stuff, damn it.
0: Well, not in that (laughs) match, because they got beat for the tag title. (laughs) In your face, Travis, you piece of shit. I want
1: everyone to go listen to American males on repeat in reverse.
0: Slam your grandma. Slam your grandma. grandma. Slam (laughs) your grandma. And that's what happened on WCW Saturday night, guys. The next episode that we're going to bring to you is going to be a longer episode than what you're used to, because we are going to chronicle and watch along to the 1995 Royal Rumble. And drink. Your lineup for the Royal Rumble is... As follows, you have the Intercontinental title match between Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon. Looking forward to it? No. IRS versus The Undertaker. Not looking forward I to it. I love The Undertaker. The <laughs> the 40-minute match classic between Bret Hart and Diesel for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Some I major. would rather listen to Dean
1: Douglas scratch a blackboard for 30 minutes than watch that match.
0: Then you have the finals to the tag title tournament where uh, Bob Holly and the 123 Kid take on Bam Bam and Tatanka. We do see uh, the 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 siege planned for WrestleMania 11, as we see uh, Lawrence Taylor in the crowd. It is really strange, though. Let me interrupt that for a second. They
1: did not mention at all that Lawrence Taylor was going to be at the Rumble in any of this lead up. And it is interesting. They didn't mention that at all, and you know they had to know it was coming, like he was going to attend. And they, yeah, Unless they mentioned it on but Superstars. Maybe, but maybe they wanted it to be a, a, a surprise to make it feel more real. I know from the point of view of 1995, like, would you uh, expect reality it? is thrown out of the book. But, but I like, mean, they have time to build from there, Travis. Even if they would have just been like, oh, Lawrence Taylor to, you know, appear or whatever. But, like, would you have really expected Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow to get in a push and fight out of all the people in the WWE? No, and that's time? probably what they wanted, though. Yeah, you didn't see it coming. If, like, but, ugh, it, I mean, like... Ugh if you mention like Lawrence Taylor is going to be in the crowd that's not going to
0: get you any more well, I, think, he I think makes an appearance I mean, think I think if you look at it like I mean, this
1: RoboCop got pushed as a freaking star for Captain and
0: combat. WCW went out of business Travis <laughs> well my my thing is in some of the later WrestleManias they've had people in the crowd I mean like John Stewart who ended up doing stuff yeah. with WWE then you had you know Adam Sandler in, in the crowd for one of the WrestleManias the well. human bag of trash Fred Durst yes I mean he's all over <laughs> my way but my way but I think the idea of having Lawrence Taylor there, and it happened. It, the people who knew Lawrence Taylor, it was going to be a big deal, and there was no point in it. And like you said, the the whole idea—no one would knew what he was going to do. If you advertise Lawrence Taylor going to be there, you already automatically know something's going to happen. Yeah, Travis, It's True, but you might. Have been, oh, if you ever book shows, Travis, you fucking want to know. See what
1: Lawrence Taylor's going to do? You don't understand Bad working.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen here, you, course, you maple sucking bitch. <laughs>
0: The last match, of course, uh, for uh, for our next episode is the Royal Rumble match, the fastest-paced Royal Rumble in as, uh, Typically, the Rumble is kayfabe, usually about uh, 90 seconds. Um... It really, it, it's kind of a bullshit timer if you really break it down. But, Titan time. Um, in in the Rumble, everyone's out every minute, so it's quick. And I think it's just because of the star power that's not in the match. Uh-huh. Um, uh,
1: I'll have you know that um, <laughs> like, <laughs> the the the, Blues the brothers in, are in that yeah. match. The Gigolo's in there too. You calm down. Oh. As
0: is uh, Captain Redneck. Dirty Dick. Racist Dick Murdoch. Well, guys, so I'm excited for that next one. Uh, it's going to come to you, you know, shortly. And this episode has been a fun one. Brandon has had zero shots. I see your empty shot glass, and just it's weird. It's been sitting here since the last time we <laughs> recorded. I drank a Red Bull
1: and no pineapple coconut uh, Smirnoff ice this time. Well, I, I
0: believe for the rumble we may get a whole six packer of that and just down that whole thing. Oh, I, there's there will be consumption. Of it's plenty. a it's a rumble at the beach. Well, guys, this is going to end this episode. I'm thankful for you guys coming here. Um... Find us on social media at Wrestling
1: Ruined. Uh, join us on our Facebook uh, and Twitter and yeah, stuff. at Twitter. Wrestling
0: Ruined on Twitter and on, on Facebook. Our, our happy partners at ProjectLouder.net. Yeah. So I'm Eddie. This is Travis. Travis. And I'm Brandon. Seeing you guys next time. Bye. 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 I usually edit those out anyway. <laughs>